The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. Or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Cordes. Of course, you can find me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at Ronnie K Radio and at Mile High Sports, where a special, I, I guess you could say, day on the Broncos Blitz Podcast is this is a daily podcast. I'm going to make Tuesdays Fan Tuesdays for you to get your reaction on the Denver Broncos. Of course, it'll be Tuesdays now that the season has started, so it will be almost like a, a day to relax on Monday whether it be a win or a loss, let your emotions cool down and then you can react. And a lot of this is going to be driven on Twitter. So I uh, strongly encourage you to follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K radio, follow my high sports at mile high sports as we're going to do fan Tuesdays on the Broncos blitz podcast. And we'll do that each and every Tuesdays as we get your reaction to the podcast or uh, to the game. I should say on the podcast. And of course, presented by, well, our friends at Tab 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. Of course, uh, it is a Broncos podcast, but, well, those Rockies, they are in wildcard contention in division title contention, I tell you what. And, well, it's maybe it's after the Coors Field games, or maybe it's after the Broncos games, where you want to escape to somewhere with good food, good people, and 70 Colorado beers on tap. 100 Colorado distilled spirits, I tell you what. Shamandrea Varela and that locally sourced rotating seasonally fair is just tremendous. So our friends at Tap 14 love those guys. Tap 14 on the web. That's tap14.com. A lot of fun stuff going on on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio, of course, where you can react. It's going to be a fan Tuesdays, and this is going to be powered by you. So I'll read your questions, and we'll essentially we'll react to them and. We'll laugh, we'll cry, it'll be a fun little time. We'll do this each and every Tuesday on the podcast. Of course, at Ronnie K Radio, where I'll read some of your better ones, and we'll start. Today's big question is, what is your biggest concern on the Broncos going into week one? Because, of course, uh, we know the 53-man roster. We know the practice squad. We know who's starting. The depth chart is out, so... Everything is essentially in place now for week one when the Seattle Seahawks come to town. And, of course, I will be at the game covering it. And, of course, you can find all that coverage at milehighsports.com where you'll find all kinds of good stuff on the Denver Broncos. Now, what is your biggest concern regarding the Denver Broncos? That is my Fan Tuesdays question that we're going to answer today on the podcast. And again, we're going to do this fan Tuesdays every Tuesday, and we will have a question that basically is the theme for this podcast. I'll list off my ones that, that really jump out at least my top three, and then we'll get to yours. And my first one starts with coaching. Look, fans, Joseph has so much to prove this year. This is a guy that absolutely needs to show at least competency at the head coaching position because this is a guy who did not show competency last year. This is a guy who really looked lost, a, a somebody who lost the team, lost the players. Of course, there was a situation that escalated with the Tlaib situation. He admitted to himself last year that he didn't coach the coaches as well as he could have. So Vance Joseph is number one on the guys that absolutely is one of the big concerns and needs to improve going into year two. My second biggest concern is that second Secondary, and I've talked about it on previous podcasts. Look, this is a secondary, and the depth is just not good. 
is just not good. And you saw Brendan Langley, of course, uh, on the practice squad now as he was waived, cleared waivers, and uh, had drew no interest from other teams. And, and Langley brought back, maybe the light bulb goes off, but I just don't know if this is a guy who can handle the NFL world. We will see. Certainly willing to give him time so long as it's not actual real-life reps in a meaningful football game. Third biggest concern is going to be a, a combo, but it rotates around tight ends. I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm going to give you four because it revolves around tight ends, not only on the offensive side, but the defensive side. One on the offensive side, these tight ends just need to be better. And look, I know the the potential in the ceiling for Jake Butt is through the roof, and everybody wants to talk about how talented he was in college. But let's talk about the bottom line. This is a guy we don't know. We don't know is going to pan out. We have not been able to see. We have not been able to see Jeff Hireman pan out. Going now into what, his fifth year? I mean, this is a guy that's got to start to produce. And and Matt LaCosta, let's be honest, I, I, I have talked about it previously. I don't even know why they have three tight ends. I mean, Matt LaCosta is not going to be the difference between a win and a loss at any point in time in this season, or at least he shouldn't be. Uh, so Jake Butt, Jeff Hireman, they are going to get the multitude and the most of the reps. So certainly going to be uh, one of those positions to watch. But also, again, one of the concerns on the defensive side, can this team cover tight ends? Sua Cravens all of a sudden now on the IR designated to return. He's not gone for the year, but this is a big, big loss because this is a guy they were expecting to plug the hole for the biggest weakness on this team for so long. And we're talking about years, years this team just has not been able to produce anyone who could cover tight ends, decimated in the AFC West by no-namers in Oakland, from Clive Wofford to the Tony Gonzalez's, Travis Kelsey's of KC, and Antonio Gates in LA, uh, once San Diego. So this is a team that has to be better against tight ends. They absolutely have to be. It is so crucial because, look, this, this team is so weak in the secondary when it comes to the depth they cannot afford tight ends to just run wild or else this defense could be a sieve in the secondary. Let's get to your questions on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at Ronnie K Radio. It is Fan Tuesdays. So every Tuesday I will pose the question, or at least some sort of question, that we'll get your reactions to. What's your biggest concern on the Broncos going into Week 1? JWP333 says, The offensive line is essentially all the same guys from last year, plus Valdir. Hopeful they've improved, but I feels tenuous. Now, I will say this on the offensive line. Ron Leary going back to the left side, I do believe, is, is a major upgrade. And that will also make the center and the left tackle position a lot better as well, too. So, one of those situations where you hope Valdir pans out at right tackle, because I think if he does, and again, he doesn't have to be, you don't have to see elite tackle play. You'll obviously take it. But as long as you can just see competent play, just competent play out of Eltier, because I do believe that left side is going to be a much, much improved side on the offensive line. And I will say this, the quarterback being able to uh, execute and, and, and move plays along and throw the football within the first three seconds of the, the snap, 
is a major improvement because you had sitting ducks back there and Trevor Simeon, Brock Osweiler, Paxton Lynch, the rotating door even. You know, it's one thing if it's Brock or uh, uh, Blake Bortles who's just bad back there for uh, for so long and it's just the one guy. It's another thing to have bad quarterback play that's a rotating door. Then you have tendencies that change. It just is all kinds of bad stuff that Denver dealt with last year. So certainly the offensive line, that's a good tweet uh, from JWP. Thank you for that. Uh, Lisa says, sorry to be redundant. Lisa LM17, sorry to be redundant, but covering tight ends and running backs out of the backfield. Yeah, you read my mind, Lisa. Um, that's going to be a big concern, you know, and, and we'll see how they do immediately out of the gate. Of course, Seattle coming to town, then they'll have Oakland. They'll get Cravens back somewhere in the year. But of course, somebody who's got to step up big and potentially immediately is Demonte Thomas. He was good in preseason. This is the big boys, though. Regular season time. We'll see how it goes. Diamond Rattler says, coaching, I agree. Vance Joseph, biggest Question mark going into the year on the team? I, I, I do believe so. Not uh, uh, That goes players, coaching, ownership, the name on the stadium. Uh, I think Vance Joseph is definitely going to be the, the biggest question mark, certainly. Jay Benedict Brown on Twitter says, offensive line is the make or break factor, and that has gotten lost of late. I don't know if it's make or break. Because this is a team that, let's remember, uh, I, I the quarterback position is the make or break. Uh, so I'm going to disagree with you, Jay. I'm going to disagree by saying this. Uh, Case Keenum's offensive line last year was god-awful. In fact, one of the worst-rated offensive lines, according to Pro Football Focus. And, of course, our friends at Pro Football Focus, you can get those elite and edge memberships. 20% off your subscription. Use the promo code POD20. That's POD20. POD20 for 20% off your elite or edge memberships. Our friends of the program, Pro Football Focus. So, profootballfocus.com. Got to sneak that one in there. But I don't think it's make or break. I agree with you that it's a big concern. Big concern. But I don't know if it's make or break. The offense isn't going to live or die off off the uh, O-line, but certainly is going to be a big, big thing that we are going to watch at least early. Sam uh, Advent underscore Nebula on Twitter says, this tight end group, Jeff Hireman is the most experienced, Jake Budd is pretty much a rookie, Matt LaCosta is one, too raw, unproven, and until seen, not an offensive threat. I agree. They're going to have to prove something. And it would be so beneficial for Denver if the tight ends could come out and at least show life. At least show life early so that defenses moving forward uh, in future games look at the Denver Broncos and the scouting report and say, okay, at least we need to kind of pay attention to them. Not so much to the realm of like, uh, yeah, Denver's tight ends, don't worry about them. Don't worry about them, defensive coordinator. They're they're just guys. They're just running out there. They're just bodies on the field. If they could just be something at, at least of of competency, I'm using that word a lot in this podcast. Competency. I just want to see competency from this uh, tight end group. They don't need to see seventy catches and a thousand yards by any means. But give me something. Give me some sort of life, please, baby. Uh, Casey Light, Light on his feet on Twitter, says, number one, Vance Joseph. Number two, Bill Musgrave. Number three, Joe Woods. And number four, not enough, Chano's Chano. Oh, Chano. You know, if, if we could have if we could have 22 Chanos, we'd be all right. How'd I do? 
My Brock Olivo impression. Is Brock Olivo have a team? Uh, I agree with you on the coaching staff. And I tell you what, Casey brings up a good point in Bill Musgrave. Because Musgrave is really going to have to be the mad scientist here that makes this thing tick. Because on the offensive side, you have so much talent. I mean, from the wide receiver position to the running backs. Of course, Philip Lindsay adds a dynamic now. Uh, how is he going to uh, run Royce Freeman? Is Freeman going to be the, uh, who by the way is a starter, is, is Freeman going to be the 25 carry a game workhorse back or is it more peppering him in with Devontae Booker and then here comes Lindsay passing downs we'll see how that dynamic works so Musgrave I, I think isn't talked about so that's a good point by Casey brought up that certainly is going to be a a massive key on this team when it comes to uh, uh, success on offense, will be a big concern this year. James uh, FX Blitz says, the sign on the building. Uh, yeah, sure, I guess. Why not? And we got to know, what, we, what are we calling the dang thing? Look, I, I wrote the article long, 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 long time ago. I have said, Pat Boland Field at mile high. Why not? It sounds great, doesn't it? Pat Boland Field at mile high. I get it. They got to make money off sponsorships and pay all kinds of stuff. Look, uh, if other teams can do it, why can't the why can't the Broncos? I guess, I guess that's the way I look at it. Pat Bowen Field at Mile High. Uh, I I have been on that train for years and years. Ron Super Bowl super fan uh, at Ron Caphill says team not ready, not being ready to compete. In all phases at the opening kickoff, got to take care of business against a very depleted opponent. And obviously, he's mentioning the uh, Seattle Seahawks, which, yeah, very depleted. And Ron, I agree. This is and this goes hand in hand with coaching. If this team is well coached and well prepared, they will come out of the gate firing, and they will come out looking like a team that is is ready. Ready for the season. And you got to see that from this team because we have seen them come out as duds. And obviously, it just kind of plays out from there. Our good friend David Hurlbutt of uh, uh, the program. Of course, you can find David Hurlbutt on Mile High Sports Radio. Hurlbutt Huddle on Twitter. O-Line! And then he says in parentheses, see my 2017 and 2016 concerns. I agree with you, David. Offensive line has been a problem for many, many years. But again, like I mentioned... I do think Ron Leary moved in that left tackle position. And look, let's see what they do at right guard. Connor McGovern, can he be somebody that at least provides some sort of, uh, well, as long as he's not a rotating door. As long as he's not just a complete sieve, a broken dam that's just allowing a bunch of uh, guys right by him. We'll see. And look, the pass rush, it's not as good in the AFC West anymore. Khalil Mack is gone. Huzzah! Thank you, Oakland. We appreciate that because we have been scarred in the past. Uh, Baron Badger on Twitter says, Pass coverage. Is Pac-Man ready to cover third wide receivers? And do our linebackers provide enough resistance to backs and tight ends in coverage out of base packages? Yeah, big concern. Big concern. Pac-Man ready to cover third wide receivers? I'm not as concerned as opposed to that second part of that tweet where you talk about the linebackers providing the resistance to the backs, tight ends, and coverage. And look, I think this is one of those things where for Denver, you do need to see that pass rush really buckle down on the quarterbacks because when you see that pass rush really come at 
the quarterbacks. They don't have time to go to their uh, third, fourth man. Uh, and many times that is those running backs out of the backfield or those tight ends. And look, uh, understandably on checkdowns, but certainly on those wheel routes or uh, anything where you're really going to decimate a defense, you can't let them look around and just simply survey the field. And and certainly that is going to be a big concern is, is can those linebackers be at least something? You know, and again, one of those things where don't have to see elite play, but want to see competency. Shelby T. Harris, not the player, on Twitter says, do we have 2017 case or a version of his past NFL experiences? I, I really don't know how to, I really, we can't answer it. We can't answer it and we can't, quite frankly, it, it's going to be one of those, it's going to play out in the game. It really is because this is a, 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 million-dollar question that won't be answered until playing time. I will say this. I think the offensive weapons in Denver are better than Minnesota. I think the offensive line is better in Denver than Minnesota. And again, thanks to our friends at Pro Football Focus who absolutely just uh, crushing the Minnesota Vikings offense. Uh, they just did not, offensive line, I should say, they just were bad last year. And and I think they will be better. And, and it, assuming you don't see a complete decimated regression we'll see how it goes with case keenum in 2018 broncos uh expert broncos i should say on twitter says outside edge rusher yeah i think they'll be fine there i think they'll be just fine as far as pass rush goes marshall dunn says loss of a keep to lean makes secondary lose its swagger new guys coming in not getting reps through injuries yeah uh you know Talib's loss is big on many levels. Obviously big on the fact that you lose the talent. He's a Hall of Fame player, but that swagger, that edge, that you and and, and I go back to many saying the idea that you're not going to win anything with a bunch of choir boys. This is the NFL. You need a little bit of that chip, a little bit of that edge, a little bit of that swagger, cockiness, confidence. Talib oozed that oozed that and and because of it he also acted as a glue in that locker room I was in that locker room for every home game last year I mean I tell you what this was a team this was a player that certainly was very polarizing and for most parts very good reason so yeah Tlaib not being there big deal gotta be a big deal Austin Hogan McCool is Austin ISS Austin on Twitter says, uh, Shane Ray staying healthy. Well, we'll see if Ray can stay healthy. Look, I, I'll say this. Him being able to actually work out is a big deal. It looked like in preseason, in camp, talking to him, he had no fear, no hesitation for using his hand, which is a big deal because a lot of times those guys, they come back from something like that, and uh, yes, they say the right thing, but then they kind of shy away from contact or they shy away from really getting down in the dirty. That has not been the case with Shane Ray. So certainly I do believe is going to be a, a big deal for the Denver Broncos. So it is a fan Tuesday. I appreciate all your responses. Let's get one last one in here. Adam Harrell says always has been and will forever be covering tight ends and halfbacks out of the backfield. That seems like your big concern, Denver Broncos fans. And look, I can't blame you. This has been a team that just it and it just it the problem is is it's like it's one thing if it's Antonio Gates shredding them, you know. It's one thing if it's Travis Kelsey, 
But when it's Clive Wofford, when it's just these no-name guys who, you know, with all due respect, shouldn't be doing this kind of damage to the defense, that's when it just becomes so frustrating. So I agree with you. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at Ronnie K Radio, R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, Radio, on Twitter as uh, it's a Fan Tuesday. We'll get your reactions each and every Tuesday around this football team and what you're worried about, what you're excited about. Today's big question, of course, is what is your biggest concern on the Broncos? And I appreciate all your responses. A terrific response or at least a terrific um, opening Fan Tuesday as this is the Well, the first Tuesday before the first game. Seahawks coming to Denver. Sunday, I will be at the game. And, of course, we will have all kinds of reaction on milehighsports.com, not only leading up to the game, but during the game, post-game, all that good stuff. You can find it at milehighsports.com. I am on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. That's R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio.com, or at least on Twitter, the .com. And uh, I hope you follow me because we're going to have a lot of fun covering the Broncos this year. Of course, I'm at the practices. I'm inside the locker room, pregame, postgame, all that good stuff. You can find all the reactions at uh, Twitter, milehighsports.com, at Ronnie K Radio. So our daily Broncos podcast ends today, our first fan Tuesdays on the Broncos Blitz podcast. I'd say it was a big, I would say it was a big success. Thanks for the responses. I certainly do appreciate it. Of course, thanks to our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just to hop, skip and jump away from Coors Field. And of course, always our friends at Pro Football Focus. Hey, hopefully this past weekend, you got your fantasy drafts in using the fantasy projections, the depth charts, the pickers over there from pro football focus and of course get 20 percent off your pro football focus subscription whether it be the edge or elite memberships 20 percent off use the promo code pod 20 that's pod 20 pod 20 for 20 percent off your subscription to pro football focus you can follow me on twitter at ronnie k radio at ronnie k radio and of course at milehighsports.com that's at milehighsports.com thank you so much for tuning in we'll talk to you next time Broncos Blitz Podcast. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.